Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Bracewell and Tim McDonald. Stories of the week. What a week it has been after that massive Matilda's win on the weekend. <laughs> Former Matilda Amy Chapman joins yeah. us. Yeah. So excited. And we catch up with comedian and stand up superstar Annie Lewis. Yeah. Of course, the gang's all here. Mel Trasina's here. Reporter of the Week is back. But we have to start with the big story, the Matildas. Matilda, the sub-Antarctic Not, that one. Not wrong, Matilda. Sorry. Of course, the nation stopped on Saturday night to watch this. From the spot, she sends Australia through. Hold your breath. The World Cup is now just two steps away. The best episode of the Yorkshire Vet ever. <laughs> So exciting. Yes, on that episode, they were they were also tending to an injured calf. So oh, were really? Oh, yeah. really? Congratulations to the Matildas. They beat France to advance to the semi-final stage. The first time ever for an Australian team. And the fans were in full voice. As we say goodbye and good luck for the game, can you give us a chant? Oh, look, you know, we're going to save our voices for tomorrow okay. night, but, uh, you know, if you, if you want to get along, you get, watch on TV, you'll yep. hear us like loud and proud. Do you know what? That is fair enough. Absolutely give... Fair enough. Jesus. Give me an M. Maybe later. I'm saving my letters. <laughs> when Courtney Vine nailed that penalty, Australia erupted. The sound of jubilation heard from Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Adelaide... And Perth, as another golden chapter is written. They're on a time delay, you know. We're still in the group stage in Perth. That is how far behind they are. Look, the atmosphere at the stadium was incredible. Incredible atmosphere. This is the place to be. This was the sound all through that stadium. And behind the French reporters? He's saving his voice. He's saving yes. it. He was very depressed. He had to call Beyond Blur. Um, <laughs> he was so depressed. <laughs> beat France, which meant... The Matildas can say au revoir to France. Let's get to say au revoir to the French people. <laughs> au revoir. I think that's Italian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, if we make it to the final, we can say Adidas to the Spanish people, yeah. so that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be incredible. Look, in fairness, French, it's a tough language to learn. Je ne parle pas français. I don't speak English. I don't speak French, rather. <laughs> doesn't speak auto cue either. Look, it was so great to see so many reporters in the green and gold showing their support. Nine News Sydney showed their support. Yeah. <laughs> For the French team. That is unbelievable. Yes, in fairness, it was hard to find green and gold outfits. It's all about Matilda's mania tonight. I know. Check out the colours. Green, green tie. Where's the gold? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't really have gold in my wardrobe tonight. Sorry. <laughs> Fashion police over there. <laughs> <laughs> green screened it in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Look, speaking of outfits, lovely moment on Saturday night. A moment she never dreamed would happen. Sam Kerr has just given her shirt to a fan. A jersey and a hug, a memory for a lifetime. Absolutely. What an absolutely beautiful moment. Well done to Sam Kerr. I was a little bit inspired by Sam Kerr. <laughs> What a beautiful moment that is. Oh, OK, maybe not. Oh, well. 
beautiful moment. Outsource your dry cleaning to the audience. Wow. <laughs> Moving on, such an incredible game, so much to unpack. We'll catch up with family and the coach of Mackenzie Arnold and Tamika Yellow. Plus, bottoms on bikes. Cyclists set off on the world's naked bike ride. Yes. yes. The torn pants. Yes, absolutely. The leader wears the pixelated jersey. It's a lovely, it's a beautiful touch. And actually, to celebrate the naked bike race, Anthony Albanese is calling for a pubic holiday. So, um, which I think that'd be nice. A nice touch. Lovely. Moving on. <laughs> Look, I just want to pay tribute here to Channel 7. Their coverage has been incredible. All tournament, so professional, so switched on. Then you can no, 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 you'll finish, you'll finish, oh, God, finish right. us off. Righto. Oh, and we're on! Hello! Unbelievable, amazing. They got it sorted by the afternoon show, so it was yeah. all good. <laughs> the viewing figures for the Matildas were incredible. More than four million viewers tuned into Seven last night, the highest in a decade. They were... Trying to watch the Yorkshire vet, yes, OK? Well, <laughs> Look, everyone tuned into the game on Saturday night. I think we're watching the wrong game. I think they'd put on a repeat, cos it was on Channel 10. Uh, I think it was the right one, but cos when we finished the what? game, Australia had one, one nil in full time. This is but, unbelievable. Yes. Barnaby Joyce was watching the wrong game. <laughs> he was watching a replay of the Matildas France warm-up match, meaning he missed out. Barnaby, just to let you know, the Matildas won. I know. It was an incredible penalty penalty shootout, which we never... We went and had dinner because we thought they'd won 1-0. That's unbelievable. He still thinks he's Deputy Prime Minister. Yes. <laughs> Look, in fairness, I think Barnaby was waiting around for... New The Yorkshire Yes, exactly. Next up on 7-2 and 7 Plus. This is true, though, wasn't it? Yes, genuinely. This came on straight after the Matildas win. Matt's operation on George the Young Tortoise is not one for the squeamish. This stitch isn't doing what I want it to. Hold on. He's amputating his penis, which has been prolapsing. You know, we amplify women's sport and people are going to start cutting off penises and it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. A turtle with an amputated penis. How slow must it now be walking? <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Actually, just out of curiosity, how were those ratings? More than four million viewers yes. tuned in last night. That is incredible. Wow. Incredible. Look, back to the Tillies. So many incredible performances. But there's one name we will never forget. And the coolness of those girls. Um, and uh, Michaela Arnold, uh, McKenna Arnold. McKenzie. Just how good is she? Uh, oh. Mackenzie. That's the one. Yes. Well done. Yes. Look, wherever you watch, it was such a stressful game. For some, the drama and excitement felt almost overwhelming. Too much. My heart's beating a thousand minutes per second. Can we get a concussion check? Yes. <laughs> but it was so great to see so many young kids cheering Fantastic. their idols on. I think we should try and get the Matildas maybe to sign the cast when they win tonight. Mm -hmm. You're still going to be able to cheer? Yes. Can you give me a go, Matildas? Yes. Ready, set, go. Yes. Great. <laughs> That is fantastic. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Yes. yes. <laughs> she has just signed on as the new Optus ambassador, so yes. it is a good news. <laughs> but the amazing thing about the Matildas is how they are inspiring the next generation. Besides success is inspiring more females to take up the sport. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
I think she's French. Um, <laughs> of course, we look ahead to tomorrow night, the semi-final against England, and all eyes are on one thing. The bus. We do have some developments here. This is the team bus. This is Team Australia bus. This here, this is the team bus. Here, though, at Team HQ, we're with the bus. Yeah. It is turned on. It has just arrived. Over there, you've got Venus. He's the team bus driver. That's Venus up there. He's got one of the, the best jobs in the country right now. He's the, he's the team driver. A lot of people want to be replacing him, I can tell you that much. But do they? <laughs> Barnaby Joyce is going to lose it when he sees that clip next week. Yeah. Uh, Actually, Venus is a great bus driver, but his brother Serena is even better. Yeah. So. <laughs> the stage is set for the semi-final yes. tomorrow night. What we did see today was the ball unveiled that will be used in that game. <laughs> Issues. Yeah, the, the growth in women's sport is, is un unbelievable. <laughs> Apparently that ball was chosen by an English cricket umpire, though, so it's um, <laughs> all about board. Look, no matter what happens from here, the Matildas, they have already achieved so much. Their epic win against France is the biggest sporting moment in the nation's history since bottoms on bikes. Absolutely. <laughs> We're going to take a break. Au revoir. Au revoir. Back with Laura right after this. A feel-good combo on the Subway app. The best sub since Sam Kerr. Yes, they are fantastic. And it's very good, actually. Green, in the green and gold as well. Moving on. It's been, are you right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. And it's that time of year. It's whale-watching season. It's also Windows update-watching season. We are halfway through the whale season, with more than 30,000 of the gentle giants moving throughout Humpback Highway this year. And experts are raising concerns right. over the health of some of the cars. We'll do it another time. Look, there is so much happening across the country right now. The Melbourne Royal Show is just 43 days away. Can you believe oh it? <laughs> Comes around so quick, doesn't it? 42, but it's all about learning. Teaching kids about where their food comes from as well. There will, of course, be the usual attractions. <laughs> Not where your food comes from. Not where the food comes from. Look, forget the Melbourne show. This week saw the start of the Ecker, the Royal Queensland show. Let's cross live. Still big crowds here through Sideshow Alley. I'm at the Pirates Nest with a few friends. How are you going, guys? Yeah. Saving their voice. For the next Ecker, yeah, exactly. There is so much to look forward to. The sun shining, the birds chirping, and cows. <laughs> Dying, by the sounds of it. He just found out where his food comes from. <laughs> but he's made an absolutely delicious sub box. <laughs> so well done to that cow. Delicious. Mwah, yum. <laughs> These animals, they're just so cute and cuddly. This enclosure has 500 different baby animals and it is How a adorable. mean feat to try and get them Jesus. so small at the right time of the year. So there are chicks, puppies, oh, gorgeous little really rabbits, cute. there are ponies, donkeys. <laughs> it is adorable. Right, we might come back to and that. This is my Lamageddon. <laughs> there we go. Look, staying in Queensland. While clearing trees in this long-reach backyard, arborist John Hawkes discovers a blast from the past. A turtle who's just had its penis amputated. <laughs> it's uh, absolutely beautiful. No, that is a grenade. This was a big story. A Queensland man found an old grenade in the backyard. Can we see what happened? The 60-year-old recreates what happens next at his house using his dog's favourite toy. I'll get rid of it as hard as I can. So I picked it up this log. <laughs> Make sure that uh, if it did go off, the bobcat would cop it. Yeah. 
Or the neighbours. <laughs> How did his partner respond? Well, when he told me about finding the grenade, I was fascinated. Mm. When he told me what he'd done with it, I was horrified. Yeah, <laughs> fair call. When the dog went to fetch it, she was like... Yes. <laughs> Look, that gentleman, he is popular amongst locals. The local larrikin's known around Longreach for riding his luck and has even survived several plane crashes. OK. <laughs> Wouldn't have brought the Grenaders carry-on. That's the first problem. All right, it's time now to sound the sirens because it's... Hear that? It's criminals all across the country quivering in their boots. <laughs> We're about to crack down on the biggest crime stories of the week. I thought it was producers quivering yeah. in the control room. <laughs> big, big week of crime. It's crime time. So where do we start? Well, now to the pictures of Adelaide's nightlife. You simply have to see to believe. A lack of toilets in Adelaide's West has led to a spike in public urination. <laughs> I don't know if I want to see those yeah. pictures. <laughs> It's 10pm. Four female revellers shamelessly crouch down and relieve themselves. OK, the Adelaide Fringe was tough. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's great that Matildas are celebrating. <laughs> Seriously, why don't they use a toilet? The Strip's only public toilet shuts at 5.30pm every day, so when partygoers need to go, they just... Go. What? Is there one toilet in Adelaide? <laughs> it shuts at 5.30? Painting the town gold for the town. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on and fast. <laughs> Sticking with crime and with car thefts on the rise, mm. people are upping their security. Expensive high-tech immobilisers becoming more popular. This one needs a secret password to turn the car on. Five, Five one, two, three. Got it. Right. Moving on. And how about we take a trip? <laughs> Across the ditch, this is where we talk all things New Zealand. Yes, and can we get an update? Oh, there it is. That's on us. Uh, let's see what's happening in New Zealand. With the last United video store closing its doors in Invercargill. It's really tough. Uh, <laughs> they replaced it with a blockbuster, so Did don't they? worry. <laughs> that is fantastic. We've got the Matildas in Australia, the world's biggest sporting event, and in New Zealand, a video store in Invercargill is closing. <laughs> The big news, we've buried the lead across the ditch because this week saw the return of a big show. Taskmaster New Zealand. The new season of Taskmaster New Zealand. And was that a familiar face on the panel? Mel Bracewell. Melanie Bracewell. This is so exciting. You're on Taskmaster NZ, so you've got to do challenges, tasks. Yes, I had to do a job. <laughs> this is so exciting. Yeah, this, this was the first task. Do the most unpredictable thing at the end of the 500-second timer. Most unpredictable thing wins. 500 seconds. How much is 500 seconds? It's 8.3333 minutes. Oh, shit. Unpredictable. I'm so predictable. Yes. OK, do the most unpredictable thing at the end of the 500 seconds. Yep. What did you end up going with? We don't have to show it, do we? <laughs> what if I was to do this? 
genuinely thought a turtle having its penis amputated was going to be the weirdest thing we saw tonight. It's a low light, a low light. What? 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 Yes. And it got, it got worse because I kind of misunderstood. What well, I was going to say, wasn't the task do the most unpredictable thing at the end of the 500 seconds? Yes, I realised that. Yeah. <laughs> so you're doing it with 155 <laughs> seconds to go. Well, that's what I've done. We've got 122 seconds. Unbelievable. So, to make it clear, none of that counted. <laughs> and I couldn't continue doing that because then it would be predictable. So I had to go, I went around and I found a bin full of rubbish from the crew and tipped it on my head. <laughs> I thought it couldn't get worse from licking milk into a bowl. It was made worse because it was for no reason. Yes. <laughs> Can we see that final shot again? Uh, what do we have to do? <laughs> When you're inducted into the Logie... <laughs> no, sorry. sorry. When you're inducted into the Logies Hall of Fame, I hope that is the end shot. <laughs> and that is just the first episode. I know. Can you believe it? That wasn't even my lowest point in the show. <laughs> anyway, Mel's going to be on display at the Echo this week, so you can see her in the padding zoo. And that was... Across the ditch. We're going to take a break. Back with more cheap seats right after the... <laughs> Amy Chapman. Amy Chapman. Tap, tap, tappy there. Amy Chapman. That's a scorcher. Oh, the we are so excited to welcome former Matilda and current Optusport football expert Amy Chapman. Yeah. Amy, thank you so much for coming on. So lovely to see you. We'll touch on your amazing Matilda's career in a second, but what a week. The Matildas, an amazing game on Saturday night. The whole country was watching. We were watching. But how did it feel to watch as an ex-Matilda, having been through what they're going through, pitch side? Mm. How was that for you? Absolutely awful, actually. Really? <laughs> <laughs> you hated it. Yeah, you hated every second. Particularly that last 20 minutes, that yeah. felt like it went for a lifetime. It was exhausting. Um, and I, I now am wondering, you know, I'm very thankful for the fact that I'm not playing anymore, yeah. to be honest, because that was far too stressful. So you got it too, took too long. You were keen to get to the Yorkshire vet a bit yeah. quicker. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, places to be. Yeah, right. we, did, we did get a little bit of insight to how you're feeling during that penalty shootout. Oh, I feel a bit sick, to be honest. <laughs> and it didn't get any better. 
can confirm, Kev, I still feel sick. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm consistent, at least, I think. No, I, I haven't felt that nauseous since I was pregnant, so, you know, it was, it was a lot to go through. So we were all watching the penalty shootout. I could barely watch it because of the pressure, like, the intensity. I feel like watching it, I got pregnant. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's so intense. The Yorkshire vet is on hand to deliver the baby. <laughs> but the pressure was so intense. We were so nervous watching it. You've been there. You've been in a penalty shootout before. How was it for you? Yeah, I can confirm that that walk from halfway to that penalty spot is it, it feels like a country mile. Yeah. It was uh, unbelievable, and I did not. I was not envious at all of those girls. I think if you look at Courtney Vine, she stepped up to win it. I could do that job. I could step up to win it. <laughs> I could not step up to stay in it. Those yes. those three players. Yes. If you miss, yeah. you're gone. That's a no from me. I yeah. think that's. And the penalty shootout. It went. It went for so long that someone like Courtney Vine, she might not have expected to be taking the penalty in that kind yeah. of moment? There was only one player in the team that didn't take a penalty, and yeah. that is in order of who, who wants to take it. So the first five to seven, they're the confident ones. As we kept going, it's getting less and less confident. But <laughs> there you go, she's an unexpected hero. Ab an absolute hero. Were and you worried that they'd get to a point where they'd start calling you in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shrinking in the chair there. Um, as someone who played 20 appearances for the Matildas, you've been there. How is it now to see where the team is now and the, the love and the, just the public enthusiasm around it? Mm. Yeah, well, 20 appearances, seven knee operations. Some good stats out there. Yeah. <laughs> that's, like um, one, that's like one operation per game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the Yorkshire Vet as well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah oh, it's been incredible to see the, the boost in people. Everybody's jumping on the bandwagon. Even Mel, she's now an Australian supporter, so we will, <laughs> we will, we will genuinely... First time hearing of it. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, of course. We'll support it's... our trans-Tasman... Well, I mean, I live here. No, it's truly been incredible. Even the, the, the Uber drivers wearing uh, Matilda's jerseys everywhere. Someone bought me a coffee yesterday. Don't know why, but I'll take that. <laughs> um, <laughs> <so> <laughs> it's been incredible to see uh, this rise in women's sport. Yeah. And, and you started... You, 20 appearances for the Matildas. Uh, I think it was like 10 years ago that you beat France in a friendly, and now 10 years later we beat them at the World Cup. And you get an oat cappuccino. Yes. <laughs> but what amazed me is you played with so many of the current squad mm. back then, like um, Steph Catley, Caitlin Ford, yep. um, uh, Alana Kennedy, so many of the team that are playing now you've played with. So what's it like now seeing them where they are now? Oh, it's pretty incredible. Obviously, I trained day in, day out with the majority of these players, maybe not the really young ones, Mary yeah. Fowler's and those. She's a super... That's maybe why she's so good, is she didn't train with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's, there's some absolute stars and it's amazing to see. You know, ten years ago, we would have played in front of maybe a 1,000 people, mostly my family, I think. And then <laughs> after that, like, you look at this, 77,000. I could not find a ticket for anybody tomorrow, so it's just... Oh, well, that incredible. goes my next question. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> You've been a part of the Optus Sport coverage alongside former Socceroo Mark Schwarzer. Well, look here, a little bit of a height disparity, and then it gets a little bit more okay, and it's gone. Bit... And here we go. Yes. You'd recognise those little booster sets? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Need to work out where you got those from. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a caravan step. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Caravan step. Yeah. <laughs> got it. And no wonder where all those knee injuries came from with the amount of things you have to stand on. 
Um, you've been doing some great work with Optusport. We've been loving your coverage. There was a very special moment during one of your crosses. Yeah, we've got an exclusive with yeah. cap number 3000 coming up here. Hang on one second. <laughs> Oi! Yes, you oh. Hello! This is Luca, everyone. You couldn't find her a caravan step to stand on? <laughs> yeah, she can't quite stand yet, yeah. but uh, soon. Yeah, that was a very cute moment. First time on TV for the little one, um, so super proud. And um, It's very beautiful. That's the baby that Mel had during the penalty shootout. It's um, unbelievable. What a wonderful moment. Um, how excited are you for her and her generation because they're going to grow up in a world where the Matildas dominating is just... it's become so normal and just second nature. Yeah, I think people have now realised how marketable women's sport is. A lot of people are saying, you know, no bums on seats, you know, that's how the sport economy works and um, now you can see, you know, these women are very marketable. I think for my little one, she's quite chunky at the minute. She'll have to play more centrally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, not fit enough for the wings just yet, but um, yeah, bright future nonetheless. Bright future nonetheless. <laughs> And hello to Luca at your 21st when you're watching this back. <laughs> we were watching and I don't think Luca wanted you to answer the question. Did you get to catch up with her or see her after the game? Because I thought that was a really special moment. No, you've had enough. No more questions. We're done. She's going to be a star of the future. Yeah, absolutely. She's sick of me already. But she was quite attached to the microphone, as you can imagine. Will but, you get annoyed if she's into netball or something? Like something else? <laughs> yeah, can confirm I will be annoyed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah quite. Right. Yes, okay. So let's know. let's turn our attention to tomorrow night semi-final up against the Lionesses. They're the reigning Euro champions. They are a phenomenal team. What are our chances? Chances are very high, actually. Right. Yeah, I'm more confident coming into this game than I was against France. Obviously, it was a very fine margin that we beat the French, mm -hmm. but. Um, the girls are playing really, really well, and England are without some of their key players, without some of their stars. So uh, I'd be backing Australia all the way. Yeah. Amy, we've absolutely loved chatting to you. We'd love to chat to you for a bit longer, but I believe our manager is about to make a tactical substitution. <laughs> um, Mel Tresina is. <laughs> she's warming up, having a sip of the blue Powerade. Not. She, she normally only drinks Pinot Grigio, so that is amazing. So Mel Tresina is warming up. She's ready to go. But in the meantime, you can catch Amy as part of the Optus Sport broadcast of the Matildas historic semi-final against England tomorrow night at 8pm. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please thank Amy Chapman! Showbiz, celebrity, pop culture, who better to take us through it all than our very own cultural correspondent from Nova FM, it's Mel Tresina! <laughs> Straight off the bench, lovely to have you on. I pulled a hammy, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, great. <laughs> but good to be here. You've got a solid five minutes in you, I reckon. <laughs> great to have you on as a tactical sub, Mel. And dressed as a red card. Yes. <laughs> The green and gold, unbelievable. <laughs> been a big week in the world of TV. Where do we start? All right. Well, it's been a big week on the block. The first spectacular reveals. Yes, the luxe bathroom reveals. And talk about luxury. Four female revelers <laughs> shamelessly <laughs> crouch down and relieve themselves. Contestants reflected on the judges' feedback and were able to take it pretty well. What was it the judges said about the styling? My styling was half-baked. Half-baked! <laughs> That reaction was overcooked. <laughs> now, it's only week two and cracks are already starting to form between sisters Eliza and Liberty. 
Have you picked down lights? I thought you got down lights on Beacon. No? I haven't been to Beacon for that this week. Far out. <laughs> we'll add that to the list. I really genuinely thought that we could just do a 50-50 dating show, 50-50 building scenario. Um, but no, it's 110% building, so. <laughs> Which leaves 90% for love, so... Yeah. For love. <laughs> That's Eliza, who later reflected on the generosity of the other contestants. The Tyler's in House One, like, have given us all their stuff. I don't know, everyone's just so nice. That's what makes me emotional, cos I'm like, like, everyone's so helpful. Yeah. Well, she did want to ring on her finger, True. so... <laughs> Now, The Traders has returned for another season. Players have been given their faithful or traitor statuses and contestant Payton has started formulating his game plan, which I'm a little concerned about. I want to be doing the challenges. I want to be lying and backstabbing. I want to vote people off. If someone gets in my way, I'm throwing them under the bus. I feel like Princess Diane right now. <laughs> if she were a true traitor, she would have said Harry, so... <laughs> And Camilla was the traitor. <laughs> Contestants must work as a team to complete dramatic and challenging missions to increase their prize pot. Luckily, they had beer sales manager Blake, who channeled his inner Viking. This is it. This is my moment. I've helped with the winching. I'm channeling Sven, the Viking warlord. If they're looking for traders, I would have looked in the horse first. Yeah. <laughs> and they misunderstood. When I said they should give traders the axe, what I meant was... <laughs> um, move it on. Now, actor Guyton Grantley was eliminated, but it wasn't an easy decision for the group. I'm having a semi-emotional breakdown over writing your name down. So I'm so sorry, Guyton. It's been so amazing getting to know you the last couple of days. You know he doesn't actually die, right? <laughs> that is... That's so sad. I get it. It's just yeah, like... It's... It's, it's emotional. You it's right? so emotional. Are you OK? Are we all OK? <laughs> no, thank you. I, I, I have... Oh, what? You do what? Was that as hot as I thought it was? In my head, that was hot. Hello, hey, child. <laughs> Just a little incident. Um. Classic. We've got a traitor amongst us. Oh. <laughs> we'll just wait 20 minutes for you to finish those cheeses. I didn't think that one through. But it's been a big week in the world of showbiz, hasn't it? The blind auditions continue on The Voice and Jason Derulo might be a multi-millionaire recording artist, but he did his best to make himself relatable to the contestants. I remember in America, you know, the Super Bowl is like this big show. I was performing at the pre-show and then my son pooped himself. <laughs> and I refused to have someone else change his diaper in that moment. But they were calling me. They were like, it's time to perform. I was like, no, not before I change his diaper. Because it was important that I did it. Wow. Jason's music gives me the same physical reaction, so I get it. <laughs> Talk dirty to me. <laughs> Drula has an amazing toilet. He sits backwards, and when he flushes, he spins around. <laughs> it's amazing. Mel was so not impressed with that. No, I loved no. it. <laughs> I thought you were referencing another one of his songs, and I was like, what's the Don't toilet spin one? <laughs> Mel, Mel needs burping, so we need to move on. <laughs> 
contestant Chris brought his veteran's assistant dog on stage with him, which stole the judges' hearts. Thank you so much. Is it okay if I say yeah. hi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good yeah. thing that Guy asked for permission because we all remember what happened the last time Guy Sebastian was near a dog. Yes. <laughs> Dogs behaving very badly, speaking of dogs, continues on 10, and we met a couple whose grudel teddy is proving disastrous for the owner's social life. I definitely don't have a lot of people over. I don't want people to come over here and leave with, you know, a scratch on their face or a black eye. Which has definitely happened. Just warming up for another black eye. And we even, met. Even Lizzo thinks that behaviour is unacceptable. <laughs> and we met an owner whose dogs have a habit of escaping. I think the biggest worry is when they escape is definitely hit by car because all three of them have no road sense. Can I just check? Yeah. I'm so sorry. No, you're alright. Yep, Charlie's out. <laughs> the dog actually saw the camera crew and thought Guy Sebastian was coming, so <laughs> had to run. Actually saw me dress as a cat going past. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Plus has la launched a doco series about the Matildas. Oh, wow. Now, I know I'm not your sport person, so this is going to be uncomfortable for both of us. Um, <laughs> I'm only a couple of episodes in, but I'm hooked. It follows the Matildas players in the lead-up to the FIFA Women's World Cup. Sam Kerr is one of the best strikers, but when it comes to cooking, her skills are questionable. Not very good at the whole avocado thing she'll have to do with it. <laughs> Aussie special. Yeah, in Australia, that'll set you back about 30 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sam doesn't do smashed avocado. She does strained avocado, like her, <laughs> like her calf. If you're, oh. a, if you're a sports person... I would have got it. You would have got that. I would have got it. You would have got that. Know your audience, Tim. Sorry. <laughs> but it's not just about Sam Kerr. Obviously, you love many of the other members of the Matilda Absolutely squad. Absolutely, I do. And I know you're trying to test me and I know their names, like Mary Fowler. That's right. Thank you very much. In a match... <laughs> Chisel dust on my head. No, fair, fair enough. In a match between New Zealand and Australia, uh, Emily Van Eggman kicked one of our winning goals and explained the technical skill and focused mindset that goal required. And at last, a clinical finish from the right boot of Emily Van Eggman. I swung at the ball, so just went in. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to try that. Yeah. yeah. See if for the non-sporting people among us, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my week at Arts and Entertainment. So much a place. Thank you. Annie Louie. Hey, I'm Annie Louie. Shoot crazy, get over it. <laughs> so excited to welcome comedian and stand-up superstar Annie Louie. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on. Lovely oh, to see you, Annie. Um, we met a while back at the Logies. We've been massive fans of your stand-up for a long time. But I, we found out during the week you actually worked 
and work as a marriage celebrant. Yes, I got qualified before the pandemic. I was inspired by another comedian named Beck Mel Melrose because I saw on her Instagram she was doing a wedding and I went and did the course, saw her in the street and said, you inspired me to become a marriage celebrant. And she oh. goes, oh, I wasn't qualified. <laughs> <laughs> I got someone else, a real celebrant, to do it yeah. and I just did the talking. I was like... Yeah, cool. I didn't just spend $4,000 <laughs> going to TAFE. <laughs> and we're super qualified for what we do. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Absolutely. to that. So how long have you been a uh, marriage celebrant for? It's been three years now because wow. when I got qualified, I quit my job thinking, you know what would be great? 2019, I'm like, let's get qualified in mass gatherings. Great idea. Yeah. 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 Great idea. Specifically ones with more than 10 people. <laughs> yes. So you've done quite a lot of weddings now. Was there one wedding that really stood out as everything went wrong? Yeah, I'd have to go back to my waitressing days. I was doing a wedding where there was a sick dance floor and one of the groomsmen was being swung around like a hammock and he <laughs> was not looking good. He was uh, looking quite ill, in fact, and I kind of saw it coming, so I went off to grab a plastic bag, but when I came back, it was too late. And I know it's hard to visualise. What does it look like yeah, yeah. when you're swinging someone around like a hammock? Yeah. Uh, I've got some footage for you here. Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> You'd hate to mistime that on the... It's, it's yeah. fine when Guy Sebastian does that with a dog, but when it's... That is next level. Wow. Yeah, there was uh, puke all over the dance floor Lovely. when I returned and a lot of horrified guests. So, yes. worst wedding ever, I would say. Um, I'd love to see Married at First Sight finish with a giant sort of panic. <laughs> But you've done some other weddings recently. Did I, did I hear that you did one with quite a large age gap? Yes, I did my first ever age gap wedding. Very progressive. The woman was 15 years older than the man and they wanted to be roasted. They were like, please, go hard. So I had to script this ceremony and had words like MILF in it, cradle snatcher, <laughs> old lady kink. <laughs> well, if they, if they need a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> And there was a very conservative Italian grandma there too. Luckily, she didn't speak English because, yeah. <laughs> How do you translate? Yeah, because it would have been olive white at that wedding, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. I started swinging her around like a hammock. That was when. <laughs> but it's great to have you here because every week we see, like, so many weddings in the news. There was one this week we wanted to show you. This is a beautiful Australian wedding. Laying down the bare carpet and putting the finishing touches on the candelier, this isn't your ordinary wedding. A Bundaberg rum-themed wedding. Oh. I'm actually doing a 4X one next week. Oh, you're really? yeah. But when you see the reasoning behind it, it makes sense. Jake says his family has always loved Bundy rum, so it seemed a fitting tribute. We're definitely allowed Bundy at our wedding anyway, so... <laughs> also, I love that he goes, there was going to be Bundaberg run at the wedding anyway, so we may as well have a Bundaberg-themed yeah. wedding. I'm going to dress as the chicken, she's going to dress as the salmon. Lovely. We're going to have it anyway. Might as make it the whole thing. Now, it's not just weddings that you've officiated at, Annie. It's actually the complete opposite as well, because you popped up in a web series recently. In a past life, I used to be a funeral assistant. So get ready to hear it straight from the hearses now. <laughs> Is this true? Yes, that's a clip from my web series and during the pandemic because there was no work and I had to shift from weddings into funerals. <laughs> yeah, business was booming. Um... <laughs> 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 
that made a that's lot of money. Why, that's why you went really anti-vax for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still not vaccinated. So. <laughs> um, that's amazing. That, I mean, it's wild. You've had so many different jobs. You're like yeah. Homer Simpson. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Um, yeah, I did. I worked there and I was doing hearse driving. I was working in the morgue as well. And at one point, my email signature said funeral de director. And I went, what the hell happened to my life? Like, I do comedy and now I'm doing this. But there was actually a lot of comedy in the funerals. So the first ever one that I did on the pamphlet, the front page, the guy had chosen, his family had chosen to remember him by a photo where he was doing this. Oh, yeah. That's great. And that's what I thought. I'm, I'm staying in this industry. This is pure entertainment. I went to one recently, a Bundaberg rum themed funeral. It was a beautiful. Um, <laughs> he'd been killed by a drop bear that fell down. That was a lovely. Um, if you'd like to book Annie for a wedding or a funeral, <laughs> head to AnnieLouis.com. Ladies and gentlemen, what a treat. Would you please thank Annie Louie? <laughs> Seats. Hey, thanks so much for watching us this week. It's been a fun show. Extremely hilarious, and I've laughed along with everyone else. <laughs> there is a darker side to this. Yes, there is a darker side. It's, it's quite dark. Well, let's lighten up and see what's making news. Well, imagine being told your three-year-old was radioactive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is that darker side. Yeah, you'd save money on a microwave, but a fun. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Well, moving on, and it is that time of the show. Time to award our... where we honour reporters going above and beyond for the story. So many major sporting events on at the moment, Mel, but they don't come any bigger than... Laser Tag is described as a mix of eSports and those of the usual variety. Tasmanian Laser Tag. <laughs> and that's Brent Costello from Win News, and he does not want to be underestimated. Those taking part in the championships take it very seriously, but what they don't know is so do I. I've been to many birthday parties here at Zone 3, and I'm about to go and teach them a valuable lesson. Let's go. Oh, man! Retake. Oh, commiserations, Brent. Um, good news, he has been hired by the Russian army. So, <laughs> congratulations, you, Brent Costello. You are our... Yeah. Reporter of Congratulations, and we're almost at the end of our show. So how about we take a look ahead and see what's making yes. news next week? Good idea. Let's head to Nine News and the investigation we've all been waiting for. The great supermarket paper bag ripped. Sold to us as reusable, but handles ripped, bottoms fall out. Completely torn. So you have to keep paying for new ones. And wait till you find out where they're made. The indisputable proof. Nine News Monday. <laughs> You've got to have to wait a week. To <laughs> Promos, they seem less about investigation and more about personal problems. When you forget where you've parked your car. Ah, there you are. Nine news tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. And did I leave the oven on? Right. <laughs> Find out after the house fire. She should have just followed the trail of groceries back to her car. It would have been so much easier. Listen, the Channel 9 promo department can hype up anything. A boost page special report. I do like a daytime nap. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Look, speaking of daytime naps, we've got to get out of here. A big thank you to Annie Louie, Amy Chapman, Mel Tresina. 
They're saving their applause for the semi-final. That is good. So from Mel and I, it's... Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs>